I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Glory Hunters podcast. Thanks for joining us. This week we've got Man United v Southampton, Will Meller, Dougie Anderson, captaining the team, Dougie. Very proud uh, to be captain Manchester United in, in, in any shape or form. Have I been to Old Trafford? I have. I've done a stadium tour there. I haven't. Have I been to a game there? I haven't. The stadium tour was good. Although the guy that was taking it was like, yeah, this is where Fergie does his team talks. Although nobody can understand him, what of him being Scottish and all that. Oh, like, right. Cheeky beggar. Did he? He said that. He said, I thought, but Matt Busby and Alex Ferguson, you're two most successful managers. I, I, I wrote a letter to Manchester United after that. Blame him. Will you understand it because it was in Scottish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever done the stadium tour? No, I haven't. No, no. no. I go to Old Trafford quite a lot. I've been going since I was a kid. So yeah. I've seen the, the transformation in the seating arrangements and, yeah. you know, you sit in little wooden seats in the paddock. And No, yeah, great. Great times, ups and downs, but yeah, I love it. Lovely, and Southampton, you and you're back. You've yes. won. How many Glory Hunters have you won? Every single one so far, Every I do believe. Oh, I remember you like to hear. You was on with Chris Akabusi. Oh, that was <laughs> a good episode, wasn't it? It was a really fast episode. Oh, some energy <laughs> there. He, does, yeah. he has got laser lips, honey, Chris Akabusi. <laughs> loved it. It was very, very good. Okay, so here's the podcast. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that pits fan against fan in a gladiatorial combat of wits. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported as they seek to sparkle on this stage. But who will be the uncut gem? And who will be the diamond white? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Now, this week sees Man United take on Southampton. Representing Man United is actor Will Meller. Hello, Will. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for coming in. Glad to be and here. team captain this week, Dougie Anderson. Yep. Nice to be back and, and, and very much proud to be a Red. And on the team sheet for Saints is former Olympic sprinter, now broadcaster, Ewan Thomas, who's with our other team captain, Natalie Sawyer, of course. Hello, you two. Hello. 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 All right, Ewan, how are yeah. you? Very well, thank you very much. Southampton picked up since the 9-0. Yeah. Not bad since I was last here. Yeah, all good yeah. so far. Yeah, I, think, I think it's a good thing the 9-0 happened. Best thing that happened. You yeah, think best, the best honestly, thing. I think it was a rocket up the backside they needed and I think it shocked everyone and since then they turned it around and, well, I won't say too much because I'm going to have to uh, use my <laughs> ammo later, but yeah. right, Southampton okay. are doing well. Yeah, and Danny Ings, great, great. form. Great From great my village form. as well. Is he? My little village, yeah, he was born and bred there. So well, which I is, wasn't born and bred what's it called? Oh, the village? Uh, yeah, Netley. Netley, Netley okay, Abbey. Yeah, He's a Netley yeah. boy. And you three numbers on the back of the card? Yeah. Uh, no, nine, um, seven, four. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and the thing is, you managed to keep him as well in the transfer window. So yeah. if you'd lost him, that could have been trouble, couldn't it? I think he's 
he's, he's at his happy place, I think, at Southampton. He's really well respected. He's obviously playing all the time and his confidence is high. And surely that England call was just around the corner. Oh, we ain't got anyone else, have we? No, it's got It's about it. We're about to call up Gary Lineker, I think, again, if we're not careful. So, uh. <laughs> and Will, how's life as a Man United fan? It's tough. You know, it's ups and downs. It's, it's what I expected, really. Um, we've had some good victories. I mean, beating City twice, even though we got knocked out by City, it was... You know, the first time we played them, I thought, was was a shock to beat them. I didn't think we had a chance. I think City underestimated us. But that was, you know, we've had some good highs. We've had some good performances against the top four, top yeah. six teams. And then some really bad performances against the, you know, the teams that you would see in the bottom half of the table. Yeah. Um, and inconsistency comes from uh, the fact that we've got a lot of youth in the squad. And I think we need more experience. Um, well, you bought in Igalo, of course. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm not sure. <laughs> I really, I'm not sure. It looks like panic buying to me. I mean, yeah. Bruno Fernandes. It's not a Man United buy, is it? No, it it's not. Doesn't strike I don't think we'd have been in the market for him if Rashford had been fit. I think Rashford being out has seen the fact that well, it's it's highlighted to me that Martial cannot play up front on his own. Um, I, I don't know what Martial's doing. He looks for a cul-de-sac and heads for it. It just gets on <laughs> my nerves. Uh, um, I know he's a, I know there's a great player in there and he just isn't performing to yeah. to his level that I think he has inside him. And whether he'll stay, I don't know. Whether we, we try to keep him. There was talk of bringing Alexis Sanchez back. Yeah. I is mean, he still under, He's still under contract then? He is. And we're still paying half his wages, I think. So it's... I mean, I know a great Alexis Sanchez is a great player. Yeah. world-class player, but... He was nowhere near that for United. Oh, I, don't, I don't know why that... I, I used to see him... My son used to support Arsenal and I used to go and watch Arsenal. When he was there, he was the only player on the pitch. You know, he, he was doing everything. He was running yeah. everywhere, running things, everything. Seemed to go to Man United and became anemic. It was terrible. Yeah, he, was, he was either trying too hard or not enough games or... I don't know. He could come back and be on fire. Yeah. I don't know. But I just don't like the way we're going about our business. And I think that's got a lot to do with the board and... You know, a lot's been said about yeah. Woodward and stuff, and I think we definitely need a director of football bringing in to, to steady, steady the ship and be, start building forward because we've got a three-year plan, I think, before we start even looking yeah. at winning the league. So, you know, talking about winning the league. So, you know, let's at least build in the right way going forward. Yeah. Dougie, not only a big football fan, huge film fanatic. Do you yeah. feel like the Oscars got it right? Uh, pretty much. I think uh, Parasite is a work oh. of genius. I uh, I loved Olivia Coleman's uh, sort of laughter that she generated with yeah. her uh, with her little speech. I think Wacken Phoenix absolute work of genius and, yeah. and Joker. So um, for the most part, yes. Talking off acting, yeah. there's a slight elephant in the room. Oh yeah, um, What's Will's. That? Will's breakthrough into show business, I, I, I think it would be fair to say, wasn't Hollyoaks, oh, but, yeah, Holly but play a character called Jambo. Jambo, Jambo yeah. And uh, as a hip supporter... Oh. Uh, what did Jambo used to do? I, did, he have to, did he have any sort of... Yes, I'll tell you what he did. He was a very interesting character trait. Oh, by yeah. skewing the door and coming in the window. Oh, uh, as Dukes he of Hazardesk. Um, which I think lasted for about three months in the show. And then they thought, how many windows can we, can we shoehorn <laughs> into a scene true. for Jambo to come <laughs> through? Very true. I mean, in the same way that they skewed... Um, He's been in every window in Chester. Yeah, yeah. Because for the first few months as well, you had the... Who was the, the good-looking guy who played sort of the lead role? At Kurt. The start Jeremy Kurt. Edwards, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Edwards. So he had his uh, Fender Stratocaster out in about every episode for the first three months. Oh, yeah. Then there was no reason to have the Fender I think, I think it was Phil Redmond's own personal one. We, we were playing it on set all the time. Get it off then. Yeah. Yeah. We had a fortune. Taxed it up, didn't we? Yeah. But it was 94. It was a crazy time for yeah. everyone concerned with the show and a good few people who weren't. But you look, you've said about Jambo now, so we've got that out of the way. Sure. 
We're representing Manchester representing United. Man United. The, the cock of the north, I think. We exactly. Yeah. There we are. Let's yeah. call him that. Why not? Um, so the scene is set. <laughs> the scene is set for Man United v Southampton. You start for us today. Well as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest club here today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. And they're free to employ any reasoning they wish. It's not about medals on the table. It's an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Southampton, you've won the chance to go first. You and that's you. And your 30 seconds start now. Clearly, if we are talking medals, trophies, titles, no one's bigger than Man United. Of course they're bigger than Southampton. But this feature isn't just about that. I've identified two areas where Southampton are bigger than United. Hearts. How many other teams could come back from that 9-0 drubbing by Leicester in the way Southampton did? Everyone wrote us off, the manager's going to be sacked, you're going to get relegated. We have come back stronger and better because we've got a big heart. You tell me another Premier League club who's got a heart like Southampton at the moment. Weather. The average rainfall <laughs> in Manchester is 36 inches. Oh. Average rainfall in Southampton, 30 inches. Ooh. Welcome to the sunshine! <laughs> there clearly is more sunshine in Southampton, which means things grow faster at a faster rate, so it's only a matter of time when Southampton one day will grow bigger than Man United. Well, there we are. Very, very, very good answer. Will Meller, you're going to tell us why Man United are a bigger club than Southampton. I'm going to start straight away with Matt Busby. The plane crash, the rebuild, the Busby Babes. How do you come back from that? Because we're Man United. We bring in Alex Ferguson. You won't win anything with kids. He brings in youth policy, six players around that. Uwe Cantona with Ryan Giggs on the wing. Paul Scholes through in the middle. Roy Keane, 20 league titles later. The most successful club in the Premier League. The biggest team in the world. We sell back pages, but we also sell the front pages. You go to any country in the world, you'll see a Man United shirt. But that's because of the heart and soul that Matt Busby started. Alex Ferguson continued, and we build from the bottom and work our way up. We've proved it. We'll fall now, but we'll be back again, and we'll keep building until we're back on top. That's why Man United are the biggest club in the world. Oh, it's a huge one today, wasn't it? It's very, very difficult, Kentucky. I don't know what you think. It's well, very... I, I like you and how you've used the 9-0 as a positive. That was very good. And you went for Manchester on the, on the weather. Because yeah. Southampton's a pretty rainy place as well, isn't it? But you really tried to drag them down with the weather. Now, Will, it was very good what you said. Of course, the whole Matt Busby situation was brilliant. The way he did rebuild from... You know, a terrible, terrible time in the club's history. And then Sir Alex Ferguson came in and rebuilt again, didn't he? You know, after a while, and they gave him time, and, he, and eventually he did it and proved well. They said he won't win anything with kids. They exactly. Said it be happening. See, exactly. Rebuild. I mean, I mean, this was in the 90s and then the early 2000s, wasn't it? So it just feels to me like they used to be bigger in Southampton. They used to be the biggest club in the world. You know, at the moment, I think they are in danger of becoming a 90s tribute act. The youth setup, Southampton famously have one of the best youth setups in the country where they develop players and then they sell them to Liverpool. You know, that's just what happens, isn't it, with the <laughs> Southampton youth setup. So, all our team is a youth setup. We haven't got any players. Yeah. <laughs> They're all young kids from our academy. And also, if the youth setup's so good, why have we just signed a 31 year old from the Chinese League? Because <laughs> our forward is injured. We have exactly. already got one, Your Rashford. One striker, but at yeah. least he came from Manchester and he's so from our youth setup. You're arguing against yourself. Of, of Will's. Um, 
Not amazing speech, but it certainly wasn't bad. <laughs> I'll think of it. Write it down. No, no, it was good. It was ad libbed. Um, maybe next time, script it. Um, it would have been easy to come with that. We were the first English team to win the European Cup, um, and we've won it subsequently another another two times. Would have been easy to come in with that. Yeah. Twenty titles, but he didn't. He went with a youth policy instead. And yeah. I think I think Which I was the wrong way, wasn't it? it the was, youth policy it was, was a the way. wrong tack. Yeah, but I think it would have been It was about rebuild. It was the wrong yeah. team it to go It was about, out. I know we're down, but we'll be back again. Yeah, and that's what a good team does. Like Liverpool, you're sort of at the moment at the Roy Evans years. They are talking the talk and delivering the delivery. <laughs> what are you saying there, man? From Talk Sport, this is Glory Hunters, the podcast. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as... Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea or suggestion they believe will change sport for the better. Now, this may well anger the sporting Puritans who are resistant to change and regard such talk as blasphemy. Previous suggestions have included cancelling the World Cup and even changing the name of football. Tradition, rules and heritage mean nothing here as we adopt a scorched earth approach and declare 2020 as sports year Zero. Will, we're going to start with you. Yeah. And I've got here a power play. It means double goals. Yeah. So at the end of the game, 90 minutes is over. We have oh. injury time. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being injury time, it's now a power play. So if you score in that time, you get double goals. Oh. So say if you're 2-0 down, that last four or five minutes, you're still in the game. Yeah, you know what I mean? You get one goal, it's two all. And I just think idea. it would make that last three or four minutes, five minutes, yeah. sometimes six minutes. Could you imagine how much United would have won by in the 90s and 2000s? We always scored in the injury time. We'd have in been the 90s, was it? was it in the 90s? Well, end of the 90s, 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> this time next year. <laughs> no, uh, no, I just think it, it could be a part of what would really make them last five minutes really exciting. And then people wouldn't leave early. No, they wouldn't leave early. You're still in the game. 2-0 down, you're in the game. Maybe you flip a coin and you get to choose which half of the extra time you want to be your power play. Or is it the whole of extra time? Yeah, yeah. I think think what we do is there's no extra time in the first half. We add it on to the end of the game, so there's more. So instead of, you know, you can sometimes have two minutes or a minute at the end of the first half. Add that on at the end of the game so you get more time, so there's more goals. So it'll be seven or eight minutes. It's a great idea, Will. I can't argue. Anyone got any arguments against it? I even like that arm against him. It's it's very, very good, wasn't it? I think it'd be a very odd team dynamic if I started arguing against it. So I'm (laughs) going to say, Will, I'm all for it. Very good. It's uh, three goals for you there, Will. Absolutely excellent. Natalie, you want to televised half-time team talks. Yeah, I do, because when you think about football, when you watch it on the telly, it's all about that first 45 minutes, and we're saying 45 dead, because obviously we're adding on the injury time. Yeah. Um, Well, what happens at half-time? Well, do you really want to sit through the review of the first half that you've just watched? Most people go, just pop to the loo, or just get a drink, or whatever it is. Why not make it a little bit more interesting and actually televise what is going on in the dressing room. And what it means is, it just means we'll get to really see why Pep Guardiola is as good as Pep Guardiola is and how Jurgen Klopp has turned Liverpool into this unbeatable mm. side that they are at the moment. And also, would-be managers will be able to learn from these giants of the game and, and see how they inspire their teams at half-time. So I just think it's a great idea for us to get a full insight and it's a bit, just a bit more exciting than just yeah. watching the first half analysis. So this is only on television this is happening. This isn't in the grounds. 
as well. Well, I mean, like, you could do it on a big screen. No, I mean, on a big screen in the grounds. You don't have one at Man United, do you? But, you know, because of no VAR. But on the same screens they do the VAR, you see the hard time. You need a time for the fans to go to the toilet to get their food in. So a break. It certainly would work on the telly, I think. It would bring in your non-football fans as well. It would be great. The armchair supporters sat at home with Red Button, if you want to see the team talk, everyone would be watching. I think it's a great idea. It's a very good idea. And the side that are winning at half-time, I'll just sit back and put the red button and watch the other team yes. getting absolutely rolling. My, my, my only problem with it is the over um, televisualization of football. Is that a word? I think it's a word. Um, well, which is making it. football specifically for people watching on the television rather than the people in the ground. So I think there needs to be something for the people in the ground as well. Otherwise, okay. people stop going. Yes, but obviously not all grounds will have screens, no. so you have to think of maybe Tannoy, yeah. just hear it on the Tannoy. And yeah. is it's not the fact that the live football match is going on in the ground enough for the people who are already in the ground? <laughs> not always. Is that me just being a bit too traditional a there? Bit, yeah. a bit traditional. Plus you often have half-time entertainment well, I was, in the ground. I, I, I was at Oxford United Newcastle the night and they said, right, well people out the crowd to run from the halfway line with a football and put it in the back of the net. But only people over 70. No. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> you see, sometimes you have mascot races. They're really yeah, that's good. Man City's yeah. one's rapid. Have you seen him? Yeah. He's rapid. I think he's the quickest one of his oh, proper mascot races. Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant idea, and I think it's going to happen. But I'm going to give you only two goals because <sighs> I'm as a slight protest against the televisualisation of sport. I'm saying it again. We just want to use that <laughs> word. Just in case. Trying to get it in the Oxford <laughs> English Dictionary. There we are. Very, very good. Two goals. Um, Dougie. Mm. All I've got written here is replica strips. Right, okay. Fans are expected to shell out exorbitant amounts on replica kits every season, and this is deeply problematic, not just because of the expense, but also because of the poor kit design due to having to come up with a new one year on year. Mm. So, I'm advocating for strips to be changed at the most every two seasons, so there's more time to design a really good kit and save the fans money, not a rush job that's just a rip-off. Now, there is a reason why there are so few iconic shirts of, say, the last 25 years. They simply haven't been as good. I also think fan designs should be taken into consideration. There's loads of them on the internet, because often they're far better than the ones the clubs go for. Mm. Um, there's no wonder there's a growing and lucrative market in retro strips. Mm. Aside from the nostalgia factor, they just look better. And here, here is something to do on, or if you will, have a wee nibble. You know the iconic England strip worn at Italia 90? Yes, I do, yeah. The same strip that was worn at the Euros in 1992. The great Liverpool team of the 80s, who won the league championship 82-83 season. Come Rome, 1984, they hoisted the European Cup in the same strip. Same strip. Same strip. One change of design every two seasons is enough. OK. I mean, it's, I, mean, it's, I, mean I like it. It's going to save everybody money. Mm -hmm. Dougie, isn't it? And Don't I forget the design aspect I think, as well. I think you're looking back at old strips and going, they're better because of nostalgia. I think that is rose-tinted glasses. You know, the designs are there, but then you were young. You were a younger man no, then as no, well, no, Dougie. No, Thanks no. Did you, for that yellow and green strip United came out with was horrendous. That even, though with it was strings. Back, even though it was back to our, our old Newton Eve. The first game that Manchester United played in that strip was against Sheffield United mm. in, I think, an, a live FA Cup match. Ooh. 
Um, so I think it would have been around about 1993. Okay. Yeah. Slim fit shirts now, it does us all in, especially if you're my sort of build. Mm. You know, well, there's not many footballers that look like you. I know, but, I know, but I'm <laughs> expected to buy the replica kit. Oh, that's true. So I have yeah. to go at least the size up. Well, that's all right, isn't it? Not really. People can't remember these strips because they're changing so much. Yeah. Say if you're, you know, whatever team you support, Remember that strip in 87, 93? Yeah, that was a great one. Yeah. No, so, you know. well, a lot of them are off the peg now, you see. A lot mm. of the lower league, if you're lower league, if you're lower in the championship, it is just mm. a one, one design fits mm. all type. But it is a rip-off for fans. Um, I like it, Dougie. I'm going to give you two goals. I'm going to give you two goals because I think there's a bit of rose-tinted that all the old kits are I better. can't help it. I'm a romantic. I know that. I can tell that. I can tell that. It did mean more back in the day, though, the kits. Yeah, and the, uh, it did mean a lot more. Yeah. That's because you were younger. That's probably you true. Yeah, the kids true. now would love the kits. They don't care, do they? Kid, yeah. You've got a ten-year-old boy. Now he wants the kid. He don't care what. Well, no. oh, the one from yeah. 1986. You can was. say that, but these kids are philistines. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Two goals. Ewan, you want to replace the starter's pistol? Definitely. This could be the ultimate test of nerve for the modern-day sprinter. Instead of a starting pistol every single race, I know what's happening. This time, it's a different sound every time. Lovely. So the sprinters never know what's going to be. So they've got their heads down. They're focused. And before you know it, it could be a massive hooter going off. Mm. And they might jump out of it. Wow, that made them jump. They can't. They've got to hold their nerve and they've got to react as well as they can. It could be the horn from Dukes of Hazard. It could be the first few bars of Beethoven. <laughs> it could be a whistle. Maureen from Rosette coming in. Go! You know, it could be Lovely. absolutely anything. So this way it keeps the real sprinters on their toes. They've got to be prepared for every sort of surprise it could be. They can no longer anticipate and go on the B on the bang because it's different every yeah. time. The real athlete. I think it's a lovely, a lovely idea. Half um, the crowd would be starting that race. They'd be going, go! Everyone just fall start. There'd be no yeah. race ever. Well, they've got to be mic'd up, haven't they? They're you know in greyhounds when they come out of boxes? Mm, the that would stop, that would, that would stop what, false Christmas? starts, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when they come out of the traps, that would eradicate false starts, wouldn't it? If they put these sprinters in the equivalent like, of traps. Like or, cages, yeah. yeah. It'd be lovely, wouldn't it? You're yeah, waiting for you know, the cage to come up. Yeah. Like that. Well, well you would come. know the people that do false starts because you just hit this bang. Yeah, you and just oh. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, yeah, you could have like a goose honk. Absolutely anything. Yeah. Every time they Anything at all. Maybe just someone shouting, bang. Yeah. Anything. I mean, I'm sure that's what happens at. Sort of lower level. <laughs> lower level. Oh, lower level. Athletic Amateur athletics. Or have one of them clown goals <laughs> yeah. so that it comes out and it yeah. says bang, so you've got to watch yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I like you can't your head ones, down. Yeah. Visual is a good oh, idea. Yeah. I would like to be the person that goes, no. So they, <laughs> yeah. do I go? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a negative yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yes. Anticipate you've just got to react to it. Do you think you get people who go to the aforementioned lower level athletics meets who just think, say, the Commonwealth Games are a bit too commercialised now? It's like, no, I want my grassroots athletics. I like it's much more. <laughs> there is nothing between the two teams, but Brighton are better. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Jim White. I've written 18 children's books. Listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. Dougie and Will, we're going to start with you, and we're going to go back to 1968 and this. United have got Ben Vigor on the run now. Sadler, Charlton, a goal! Bobby Charlton's goal opened the scoring in Man United's 4-1 win against Benfica that saw them become the first English team to win the European Cup. But what else do you remember of that year? Mm. Remember of that year. What else do you know of that? Well, it was an Anas Marabalus, wasn't it? There we are. Here we go. Question one. The appetite for European success wasn't only confined to the football field as Cliff Richard set his sights on Eurovision glory. Congratulations and celebrations when I tell everyone that you're in love with me. Yes, congratulations there from Cliff Richard. In one of the biggest upsets ever witnessed in the competition, he finished runner-up to Maziel from Spain. But can you tell me what was the title of her Eurovision entry? Was it CCC? La, la, la. Or K K K. C C C la 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 or K K K. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's between C C C or la la la. Yeah. What do you I, think? Well, I think sometimes you have to go with what you first think of. Well, I think C C C sounds as, yes, yes, as, yes. as good as anything. So yeah, let's go C C C. Yes, yes, yes. Let's find out. Great chorus. Love the lyrics. La, la, la. We all know. Everybody, sing along now. <laughs> wonder why music changed to grime when we had them classics. There we are. OK, oh. question two. The European Championships were held in Italy, having been founded eight years earlier. England entered the competition for the first time, but how far did the world champions get? A, runners-up, B, third place, or C, 
didn't qualify from the group stages. Right, so obviously it's two years after the World Cup. I think if England had been runners-up, we would know about it, wouldn't we? I tell you what, though, talking about England, can't help but think of that lovely strip they had in Italia 90. <laughs> Same Monday War in Euro 92. <laughs> <laughs> um, Point made. Ah. I, I, I don't think they got to the group stages. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we would have sort of celebrated yeah. it and heard it more if we'd have come runners up. Yeah. It was that weird lull, but then England coming back strongly, you know. In, okay, go with that, I think. Yeah. 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 Going that, didn't qualify from the group stages. Mm. The correct answer is third place. Oh. Oh. England Manchester. beat the Soviet Union 2 0 in the third place playoff game with goals from Bobby Charlton and Jeff Hurst. Mm. There we are. Mm. Could have been. Drawing a blank so far, but here we go. Question three 1968 was also the year of this. If you're looking for trouble, you came to the right place. If you're looking for trouble, just look right in my face. I was born standing up and talking back. That was Presley returned to the stage with the comeback special. Little did he know that years later, his body of work would inspire a football team from the Potteries. But can you tell me which Elvis song Port Vale ran out to? Is it? A little less conversation, a little more action. All this aggravation ain't satisfaction in me. That's a little less conversation, or is it? That's the wonder, the wonder of you. The wonder of you, or perhaps... I'm just a hunger, hunger Team that runs out to the one that you is already one 0 down, aren't they? That's that's a poor one. A little less conversation, a little more action, please. It makes sense lyrically. It makes sense. Stop talking and get out there and get it done. But sometimes yeah. the the common sense rule book gets shipped out in football, doesn't it? So <laughs> it can't be the wonder of you. Come on, what, like, no, oh. no, it's not, no, it's not the one. No. It can't, can't be that. No, it's it's got to be either one or three. A hunk of hunk of burning love. Well, you love. know that, that can get the midfield going, can it? You know, one um, of the players might have a terrible bout of cystitis. <laughs> I'm very aware. Very, very aware. This round hasn't been uh, good to us so far. Juice, no. My my, my instincts are saying the first one. Let us conversation. Let more action. But just because lyrically it makes sense, mm. I could I could adapt that to a football team. But if you've got a feeling for burning love, so no, no, I'm no. Gonna... It's just at times like this, I think, what would Remy Moses do? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm. Let's go. Let's go with you, Will. Let's go with you on this one. I've got a good. What you went number one. Little less conversation. Little less conversation. Little conversation. Action, please. Yes. Yeah. A little yeah. less conversation. Let's find out. Drew a blank, no points in that round. Natalie and Ewan, we're going to go all the way back to 1996 and this. Dodd goes deep. Moncal! Somehow Schmeichel's kept it out, but Moncal's got there a second time. Can't uh, come up with a conjuring trick or two then. Schiffley! Schiffley goes for the cross. Oh, Schmeichel's lost it, Matt Letizia! Southampton's three first-half goals against Man United at the Dell saw Alex Ferguson insist that his side changed their grey shirts at half-time, believing they were to blame. It wasn't enough to turn things round as Saints went on to win the match 3-1. But what else do you remember of that year 1996? Question one. Man United weren't the only team to lose in grey shirts that year. England sported the same colour for their semi-final against Germany in a tournament that was filled with such hope. Shirt, funny, 
The success of that song wasn't just confined to these shores. Can you tell me what was the highest chart position for Three Lions in the official German hit parade? Das hit parade. 15, 14 or 13? I wrote 14 down before he'd said anything. Oh, well, I let's go with it. just had a weird it. guess. Let's go with 14. 14. You're going to go for 14? The answer is 14. Wow. Very, very what? good. Nine <laughs> points. There we are. Incredible. Question two. 1996 also saw a new record transfer fee with Alan Shearer's £15 million move from Blackburn to Newcastle, but who had previously been the most expensive player in English football, was it? Strong run. Dennis Bergkamp went from Inter to Arsenal, or was it? Still John Barnes, Collymore closing in! Liverpool lead in stoppage time! Stan Collymore, Forrest to Liverpool, or perhaps... Lovely control on the chest, pointed to Andy Cole now! And that's 3-0 to Manchester United! And we haven't had half an hour yet, they're walking it! Andy Cole, Newcastle to Man United. How well known was Bergkamp before he went to Arsenal? I think he was made at Arsenal. So well, I don't, no, no, no. I was going to say I, I did want to discount Burkamp because yeah. I just don't think it was a mega buck. I think Wenger signing. made him to play. He was. So. Um, yeah. Uh, Collymore. There was something about Collymore that stood out for me, but then Andy but Cole Andy strikers. Cole. Mm, but then once he was wicked when he went to United. I'm virgin towards Andy Cole. Let's go with Andy Cole. Andrew Cole, Newcastle to Man United. The answer. Is Stan Collymore oh. Forrest to Liverpool for eight and a half million pounds? Dennis Burkett went from Inter to Arsenal for seven and a half million pounds, and Andy Cole went from Newcastle to Man United for seven million pounds. Question three: Britpop was still in existence, but can you tell me who had the biggest selling album of the year? Was it? Was What's the Story, Morning Glory by Oasis, or was it? I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I really, really, really wanna. We have the Spice Girls, or was it? It's not Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I think Spice Girls were more, they were brilliant in 96, but 97. <laughs> biggest selling, biggest <laughs> selling <laughs> album of the year. Album of no, the year. I've got a, really, I've got a feeling Oasis, because they had the, it was blur, they were battling, weren't they, around then? No, but I do remember Alanis Morissette was massive. Yeah, no, I think you and might Jagged be Jagged right. Little Pill was a really popular album. Not that I had it. I didn't write. No, right. not no. for you. Go on, not for you, Natalie. You, you, you pull rank on this one. You go for that. I'm going to go with Alanis Morissette. I might be wrong. Can we go with Alanis Morissette? Let's find out. It's not fair. Oh, what an answer. You know what? That is a curveball. That is a curveball. Because I'd have gone with the Oasis all day. And uh, she's uh, coming to the UK to do live, live gigs. Obviously, the Spotify money has run. <laughs> that two-all draw wouldn't feel like a win at all. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe our panellists in the nicest way possible, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. 
Welcome to our first question, please. Hello, I'd like to ask the panel which team do they have an irrational dislike of? Ewan. It's not so much just a team, it's a, it's a nation. Americans. Oh, oh, team USA at the Olympic USA. Village. When you go to the canteen, USA. you can USA. hear them coming in 100 metres before. USA! You oh. And they sit down, they're so loud, they're so in your face. Yeah. They just think they're be they are better they than are most better, of us. Right? Yeah, they but they know win. it and they let us know. And so okay. every time you beat the Americans, God, it was nice. Pretty good answer, you. And I'm going to give you two goals. Two goals. Will. Um, I'm sticking to something that people would expect, and that's um, Manchester City. Oh, you surprised me, yeah. Yeah, no, but you know what? We say, I, I could have gone off piece, but what's the point? I'm yeah, exactly. here to talk about football. Good team, though, um, aren't they, Will? Good no, team. Good team, but what bothers me is I've got family members that are City fans. Oh, yeah. um, and my, my, uh, my sister's partner's a City fan, and um, he's got it on his reg plate and all that. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm not sure what he did before they were uh, winning things, but <laughs> oh. I didn't see many City shirts uh, before they got given... Uh, I underline given all oh. that money. And what bothers me is they feel like they've earned it when really I have to keep reminding them that you didn't earn a penny of the money you were given. And I've, right. I've lo I haven't got respect for, for, for the team. Well, I, I respect the team, how good they are. Yeah. But, you know, at least put your hands up and say, do you know what? We got given a load of money and we're just running with it. But they don't. They go, it's our time now. Yeah. We're the big team. History, we're the only team yeah, in yeah. Manchester. It's like, yeah. well, hang on. You just got given a load of money. You yeah. didn't earn a penny of it. You'd still be where you was if, you know, yeah. Santa hadn't turned up with a sack full of money. Yeah. So let's just keep it into perspective. Great team. And I think Pep Guardiola's done a great job with them players because it takes a good manager to be able to manage great players, big names and big personalities. But... I have no respect for the, how they go about it. So do you think it. the way Man United is funded is, is, is different to how Man City is funded? Well, we generated our income by winning things. We were the yeah. first team to win the European Cup. We oh, built right. things up with uh, our youth policy system. Ferguson oh, yeah. changed all that when he came around. And he won the, and he won the title 20 we times. We won the title 20 times. In the 90s, there was all that one there. And, the, and I think we've, we've earned our money. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And, we are the, and, and we earned it that way by winning things. Same yeah. as Liverpool. That's why I've got respect for Liverpool. It, it's, it's just the fans when they give Man me stick. Man City have won things there recently haven't they they've, they've won Big things bit, right, pre money yeah what did they win D uh, division two right there you go but what matters it's not that it's just that, the stick that again. playoff final remember we all remember that playoff yeah. final don't we yeah. it's the stick it's again from the family and your friends you know what I mean when you get stick off your family and, yeah. and that, now they've got something to shout about they don't yeah. shut up shouting yeah, about very it very cross about it no I'm not um, cross yeah. no, I like it's it. just you ask a question like that's it. what it is I like the answer passion was good I'm going to give you three goals for that Will for the passion thank you there we are Natalie, you're next. Brentford, who's going to be QPR? Well, you see, that's rational. Okay. As it is Fulham. Um, ah. They're all rational dislikes, aren't they? Um, it's pretty hard, though, because then I think any team you dislike is going to be rational. You can always come up with a reason as to why you don't like them. Mm. And sometimes it's down to the people that support them, i.e. you might have a friend. Oh, yeah. A nasty side of them oh, comes out yes. when, when you're at the football with yeah, them. For example, uh, a friend of mine, a Sheffield Wednesday fan, mm. oh, when they have beaten Brentford, which they have done a few oh. times recently, yeah. annoyingly so, oh, he's very aggressive. Is he? Yes, like in your owl, face. Like the owls are. Yeah. Like, and it makes you go, oh, I don't like you and I don't oh. like your team. Oh. And it's a bit like, also, there was a time I had a friend who had always declared interest in a lower league team and then suddenly became a Liverpool fan. Yeah. And for a while I was like, well, I don't like Liverpool because I don't oh. understand how you can suddenly be a Liverpool fan. I mean, that's by the by. That's so your answer now. to the question is any a team. couple of your friends. No, well, no, it's any team. Any team, <laughs> any team at that's all. not Brentford. Any team at all. Doesn't narrow it down, does it? No goals. Uh, I'm give on, you no one goal. One goal, Natalie, <laughs> just for answering. Uh, Dougie. I like to hold you in France. I have... <laughs> I have a lot of time for several of its capitals arrondissements. Um, 
But see that lot, Paris Saint-Germain. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just PSG. can't take to them. <laughs> PSG. PSG, either. owned by Qatar Sports Investments. Yeah. The romance of football right there. Yeah. Um, it's not just the fact that they have all the money in the world. It's the fact that there's precious little history or tradition to go with it. I can't take a club seriously that were formed in the 1970s. Okay, yeah. I, think, I think that's why I never really had time for Gibraltar's Lincoln Red Imps either, oh. who were formed in 1976. <laughs> but props where it's due, they did managed to uh, get to a qualifying round of the Champions League in okay. 2014. Um, but back to PSG. And, and they're bowing down to Neymar's every whim. And, um, you know, they weren't even in existence when the famous Paris riots of 1968 happened. 1968, as we know well, a year that we know precious little about. <laughs> um, <laughs> Apart from United and Benfica. Well, yeah, yeah. But still, didn't garner us any points. Um, I could go on. Um, they don't affect my day-to-day -day life. They probably aren't even aware of the level of my dislike. Um, what with it being irrational and all. Um, but it won't stop me from saying this. I find them irksome. Okay, well, <laughs> there seems to be a hatred on this team of the monetization yeah. of... Of football. Yeah, and right. if that makes us traditionalists, yeah. then yeah, we're we'll going back to the Bosman rule. We'll see, that, okay. That's what I say. Let's okay. get some English players yeah. back on the What's pitch. What's our favourite treaty oh. ever? The Maastricht Treaty, because it was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Blackman have got two strikers on, and they're both playing up front. Now, you and Ewan are against each other today, but you've been in the same team before. Oh, the match, mm. yeah. What was that? What was that? You were in the it match? Was, yeah, football game. Back in the day, we, we played in front of 52,000 at St James's Park. Some played for longer than others. But, um, <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was amazing because it was celebrities against the professionals, so it was giving us a chance to play um, on this amazing pitch and yeah. stadium. We trained for a week under Graham yeah. Taylor. But what I remember about you is when we were doing the training, getting us all in shape, they said, right, we've got this test we've got to do. And it was like this run. You had to sprint back and forward to these a, poles. Like a bleep test. It's like uh, that, but you go short, yeah. longer, longer, okay. longer, longer. Then. And we're going to like you and go and do it. And you've got to get a time close. To, and I was like, oh. no. <laughs> and he set off like a yeah. greyhound. Yeah. And we were like, you in slow. <laughs> honestly, he came in and he did it in about 15 minutes. We were all, honestly, I was like, oh, we've had it. And he yeah. said, you've got to come in within like four or five minutes of Ewan's time. I was like, did you not see us, Ewan, going? Honestly, the man can run. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah, it was amazing to see what an athlete can really do. And when he got on the pitch, tell him what happened with him. Oh, yeah. So they, he brought me on at the end, like, literally three minutes ago. I oh, said, right. do you want me to play? He just says, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was one minute defending. Then I was yeah. up the other end. I had a chance. And Peter Beersley just skinned me and made me look an idiot. Oh. I'm not the best footballer, but I was fit. And I think yeah, I was there yeah, just yeah. for like the engine part of it. But... It was a great opportunity to play with yeah. celebs like Willie yeah, could no. play. Yeah. You know, Ralph Little, we had some good players on the team, but of course, what was in front of like such as a manager? Was lovely, lovely, lovely guy. Really nice really guy. was a nice man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a shame. Sad yeah. loss, but a great, great guy. Yeah. And what was the score? I can't remember. We lost. We got beat 2 0, I think, oh. 2 or 3 0. Oh, uh, oh no, uh, did we, we got a penalty, but I think he saved it because oh. Darren Campbell took it, didn't he? Yeah. We had a couple of paces. We had Darren Campbell on the yeah. pitch, and Harvey was Darren quick. Campbell fancied himself as a footballer, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. had trials in a couple of places, I think. I want to say Newport. One of our training matches, we played against the actual Newcastle yeah. oh, and they came out to show us, to teach us a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the uh, thing you played, Graeme Sooners played and he'd seen us talking, because he said talk a bit of trash, you know, to wind them up yeah. a bit. We were going to have, we have, we have a blowing, you're going to be, you're going to be knackered, <laughs> you're old men and all that. Anyway, Graeme, he gave it us and afterwards he went, you still want to be professionals, boys? <laughs> These are what the big boys play like. And we was yeah. like, we're just a bit of fun, Graeme. Yeah. <laughs> 
he really, you don't mess with him, man. Really oh, yeah, yeah. they give it to us. He really got his team up and they battered us like 12 nil or something. Well, everyone's got different skills, haven't they? Yeah. Let's see them try and do pull off a comedy scene <laughs> set in a pub. Yeah. Well, yeah, they look that and they great too well. as well. So we're in the dying moments of the game. We move now into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. It's currently Man United 21, Southampton 20. Losing side goes first. That's Southampton, Ewan and Natalie. I am going to list a series of world records. All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. You've got to grow up. Gotta start competing. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Your time starts now. Number of tricks performed by a pig in a minute. 13. True. It is true. <laughs> Longest air guitar solo. Six hours. False. It is false. Most beer mats held in mouth. 102. Oh, true. true. It's false. Fastest time to peel and eat an orange blindfolded. 17 seconds. True. It's true. Number of toothpicks in a beard, three and a half thousand. True. It's true. Longest time spent staring, 47 hours. True. Oh. I'm going true, come on. It's false. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fastest time to eat all the chocolates from an advent calendar, one minute, 27 true. seconds. It's true. Highest jump on a pogo stick, 13 feet. Yeah, true. It's false. Largest hula hoop spun, 17 feet. True. It's true. Loudest yawn, 90 decibels. False. It's false. Most hamburgers eaten in a minute, 12. Oh, yeah, true. It's true. Longest queue, 30 miles. False. It's false. Most consecutive pull-ups using only little fingers, 36. False. It's true. You've got to grow up. You've got to start competing. Yeah, that was good. OK, at the end of that round, you scored nine. You're on 29. Man United, you're on 21 currently. So you need eight to draw, nine to win. I'm going to list a further series of world records. Nice. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. I suggest you shut up and show more football. Are we ready? Yeah. Your time starts now. Longest sword swallowed, 23 inches. True. It's true. Oldest living person, 116. True. It's true. Quickest crossword completed, 43 seconds. False. It's false. Most pegs clipped to a face in a minute, 51. True. It's true. Longest game of hide-and-seek, 77 days. False. It's false. Most viewings of Star Wars, 33,000. False. It's false. Longest attack of the hiccups, 68 years. False. It's true. What? Most failed driving tests, 959. False. True. It's true. Fastest omelette made, 10 seconds. Absolutely true. False. Largest collection of rubber ducks, 5,631. True. It's true. Most canned drinks opened by a parrot in a minute, 35. False. It's true. Oh, Longest note held by a singer, six minutes. True. It's false. Oh. Oldest living creature, a 187-year-old tortoise named Jonathan. True. It's true. Longest time waiting to be served at a bar, four hours. False. It's false. <laughs> Most uh, hot dogs eaten in a minute, nine. True. It's true. Shut yeah. up and show oh, more football. there we are. Unbelievable round. Did very, very well. Ten points. Uh, yeah. Which yes. takes you to 31, which means the final scores are Southampton 29, Man United 31. Well done. Fantastic. Well done, uh, well done, Ewan, can you take any positives from that? We started well. We they, they, they said we they were going to come back. Will said at the beginning, Man United are the comeback kings. You know what it was? And they proved it today. It was Fergie time. Yeah. That's Always what it was. Fergie I think it was you scoring no points for not answering that question correctly, Natalie. That yeah. was well, if you just give us a song you'd listen 
Yes. Well, well, I just thought my question was, my answer was a nice answer because I'm trying to be a part of the fans. No room for nice and glory hunters. Uh, Will, you, you seem thrilled. I'm very happy. Yes. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's United way, isn't it? We come from behind and yeah. we, uh, you know, we... Wang on about ne- the night. Never give up. <laughs> um, and the power play paid off at the end there. <laughs> it did. The power play did. That. So it's what winners we say. Congratulations and celebrations. And for the losers... <laughs> My thanks to Natalie, Dougie, Will and Ewan. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There we are, Man United win this week on Glory Hunters. You just grabbed it back there, Will, didn't you? Grabbed the victory. Well, that's what United are. You know, you can count us out at your peril. We come back from behind. You know, we've been down, but we'll keep coming back. And today we've proved it again. Yeah. And if this translates to the league form, which it literally won't, yeah. we will be very happy with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ewan? Not quite a 9-0 defeat, for, no. but still a defeat. For to be fair, well. Will did say at the beginning of the show, you know, United are the comeback kings. And I think we started off well, Natalie, we didn't did we? We were going well, well we and they, they just clawed us back. A couple did. of losses you've had recently, Natalie, in Glory Hunters. You think you that lost last happen. week as well, didn't you? You have to have some blips. Form's gone. No, no, you have to have some blips because you come change? back. Is it time for a change? That's what we're going to be asking. Maybe it's time Ask for a change. The top. You never know. There's been a vote of confidence from the manager. Mutiny, absolutely fine. Now, we've asked a question on Twitter we often do that on the Glory Hunters and the TalkSport Twitter feed. And this was the question. Prior to the show, we asked on Twitter, what football club do you have an irrational dislike of? We had an overwhelming number of responses, about a thousand responses, and a variety of reasons, such as Steve Batchelor, he hates Grimsby. He needed their club badge to complete his sticker album as a kid, but he never got it and he's hated them ever since. Aww. That's a good reason, that's isn't a good, it? That's a, good answer. that's a good answer. Yeah, he's stuck, I love how he's good. stuck with him all these all years. years. <laughs> <laughs> never let it go, Steve. Never let it go. Maybe that's why he's still a bachelor. I mean, hey. oh, no, that's just his name. Uh, Joseph Murphy, he hates West Ham which is not ideal, as he's been a fan of them for the past 40 years. <laughs> that was great. Very lovely. And George Gardner, any team currently in a lower league whose fans have the we are a big club, we have more fans, we have a big ground, so we belong in the top league oh, attitude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you yes. don't. Yes. Results in the field determine where you are. Yeah, Deal with it. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd call Wrexham out for that. Oh, and yeah. I'd probably when Torquay were in the it's National League South. a few clubs in the Championship that have that mentality. Well, and who would you yeah. say there? No, no, I shan't say any more, but... No, um, Leeds? Yeah. No, yeah, that's no, not you. you're not saying any more. That was your first choice no. then, <laughs> And finally, Ashley, John, none. It's no teams. <laughs> they all do work for their communities. They create jobs, give people something to enjoy, and there's nothing like rival banter in the office for a laugh. There's no need to hate another club. Isn't that lovely? Thank you very much, Ashley, Ashley John. Ashley. Really taking away the whole point of Glory Hunter. But thanks very much <laughs> for listening to the podcast. Do rate and subscribe and review us on iTunes. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.